0: just the privilege of being able to come and and share with you. Um, Oftentimes as a pastor, uh, your noon time is is taken by people wanting to talk or going out to lunch. But uh, when Rick asked me to come and speak, um, my mind immediately went to a passage of scripture that uh, has really impacted me in in a mighty way. Um, And it's in Psalm 27 and um, written by David. Mighty man of faith, yes, king, a man who knew all of the sufferings of a, an individual who was thrown away by the uh, previous king, Saul, and had to fight for his own life, a man who lived in um, a cave, a man who lived out with the sheep, a man who lived in the throne uh, room of, of Israel later on. But in, in Psalm 27, profound passage of scripture. He talks about the fact, he starts in verse one, the Lord is my light and my salvation, whom shall I fear? A very good um, illustration, a reminder that if the Lord is our light and the Lord is our salvation, there is nothing really to fear. And as long as that is the case, as long as we hold that, um, we have nothing, nothing to fear. And he says, in fact, in verse three, at the very end, in this, I will be confident. So that is our confidence. It's it's that which gives us our strength and forward. But then he goes to a very amazing passage, probably to me, one of the most profound statements in the Old Testament, and one of my favorites in Psalm uh, 27, 4. He says something that is really hard to take. Now, he makes this statement, one thing I have desired of the Lord, and that I will seek that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Whenever, for me, a minimalist, whenever it comes to an aspect of when a person says one thing, well, that there's no, there's no second, there's no third, and there's no fourth there's just one thing. And so I studied this and worked through this passage. And I just want to remind us before we go to prayer as he says here, one thing I have desired of the Lord. Another, he is saying this is the only, most important, the single, the priority one. This is the one thing that I desire of the Lord. And so I was really interested in studying this. And said, okay, what is that? So that's the desire. The one thing is is the desire. And then the second phrase it says, "And that I will seek." So, well, that's that doesn't tell me what the one thing is. What is the one thing, David? He says, "But I, I, I want you to know that the one desire that I have." I'm going to seek after him. That's his decision. I will seek after this one thing. Okay, okay. What's the one thing, David? That I may dwell in the house of the Lord. Now, I for a long time accepted that is the one thing. Because that's also involved in in chapter 26. He deals with the the house of the Lord. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord. So that's his dwelling place. But I've come to believe that that's not his one thing. I think that's in important because then the next phrase says all the days of my life and that just basically tells me about his duration how long he wants to be there so the one thing is that i may dwell in the house of the lord all the days of my life and here the next phrase is the one thing this is the one thing that we have to hold on to to behold the beauty of the lord that's the delighting We get caught up so often in so many ways and so many things. We get caught up with all kinds of good things. We get caught up with uh, doing good things, um, filling our lives with all kinds of second and third and fourth. And we forget the fact that there's just really one thing that matters. And that is the, the aspect of eternity that will be ours forever. It's the, Beholding of the Lord God, remember in in Psalm uh, in um, Hebrews chapter twelve and verse two, looking unto Jesus, the Author and Finisher of our faith. Faith, looking unto Jesus. It's that focus upon who Jesus Christ. Come. And the devil doesn't really care what's number two, three, four, and five. He just doesn't want you on one. He wants you on anything, and even, even if it's if it's uh, studying the Word of God for preaching on Sunday. That's a good thing but if I'm missing the face of Christ if I'm missing who the Lord is I'm missing the number one thing. Now I'd like to stop here but I'm compelled to go to another thing um if you have your bible and you're there turn to Luke chapter 10. So we were in Psalm 27 now Luke chapter 10. So in my study when I typed in one thing I got three different Uh, passages. And this is the second one. Verse 38, Luke chapter 10, verse 38. Now it happened when they went that they entered a certain village and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who also sat at Jesus's feet and heard his word. So that's where her locale is. Martha, you've heard, you know this, but Martha was distracted and much sorry. She approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. And Jesus said to Martha, 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 you are worried and bothered about many things. Now, this is the son of God. This is Jesus Christ while he's on earth. But one thing is needed. And Mary has chosen that good part. This is a profound passage. It's reiterating what David said. One thing is needed. Mary has chosen that. And it won't be taken away from her. There are all kinds of lessons for us. When we choose the one thing, the love and the joy of Jesus Christ, when that becomes the center focus of our world, the Son of God says that's the one thing that matters. So we can do many good things if we forget that one aspect. Everything becomes mundane. So I was good with that, studied it in Psalm 27. There's a whole message that you can look at in in, uh, this passage that we're here. But there's another time that the one thing happens in the the Bible. Turn to Mark chapter 10. In Mark chapter 10, starting in verse 17, a man comes running up to uh, the master and says, um, good master, what shall I do? that I may inherit eternal life. And you know this story. And he gives, he gives some statement back. And he says in verse 20, Teacher, all these things I have kept since my youth. Now, this, look, look at this. This is so great. Verse 21. Then Jesus, looking at him, loved him. Isn't that a great statement from the Son of God? Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said, One thing you lack. So go give up your idol, your number two or three or four. One thing you lack. Give all that up. Come, follow me. Take up the cross. I believe at this point, that was an an invitation to this individual. Now you think about it. This guy literally said, the wealth of this world is more important than the son of God. So there's a warning here. There's a welcome in the previous passage of scripture where Mary, Mary was sitting at the feet of Jesus. But there's always the reminder No matter what happens in life, no matter where, whatever we live in in America or we're in South America or in Europe or wherever we're at, the one thing has to matter more than anything else in our life. And that one thing is to behold the beauty of Jesus. I would really, really encourage you to always remember that and keep that focus even as we pray so that Jesus Christ might be exalted and that we can have the priority one, the one thing in our lives.